Everything you know about health is about to change. Welcome to Straight Talk on Health with Dr. Vincent Medici. Sometimes people suffer, not from lack of faith, but from lack of knowledge. This is the show that changes that. If you are tired of being sick, tired of not getting answers, tired of spinning in circles, for healing is not a mystery. It is a miracle that you were designed to experience. It takes hard work and real knowledge. It takes patience and time. It takes the education this show can provide. So get it straight today. Here's Dr. Medici. Good morning to you. And of course, Merry Christmas. And of course, let's get into it. I think in 11 years, the first show I've done. Thank you, Joel and others for being in the office today and making this live. I didn't have to record this. And I think it's the first time in 11 years that Christmas has fallen on a Saturday, at least in my memory. So I get to do this show live on Christmas Day. Bravo. So what does it come down to for me? Well, one thing I do on Christmas is I've got this enormous collection of books reciting the lives, autobiographical, biographical books about the lives of people who do paranormal things, people that endure hardships and display feats of strength, psychological power, essentially faith. And the interesting thing when you read these accounts, you know, people that are, say, out at sea, you know this story, for 90 days. There was one guy, he got, I don't know, I think he was a little tipsy. This is in Australia. You've heard this one. And he fell off the, the little yacht and drifted away and was in the water swimming for like 24 straight hours. And the biggest problem for him were not the sharks. In fact, he was trying to hitch a ride on these reef sharks, they're called. Interesting, reef sharks. Because if you can hang on to a reef shark, it'll take you closer to land. I mean, that's what was that. And what was fascinating about his account, this is a guy that just fell off the side of the yacht. He was a little drunk, I guess. His buddies in the yacht, for whatever reason, didn't know and drifted away, looked for him, couldn't find him. He spends 24 hours out in the ocean and he's looking to hitchhike off reef, reef sharks. You know what his biggest problem was? This was a mind blower. It wasn't sharks. It was seagulls. Because the seagulls smelled death and would swoop down and try to peck his eyeballs out. This is the truth. The Australian 60 Minutes did some episode on him. Fascinating stuff. I love reading about those feats of strength, people that do things that are just absolutely out of the box. Because to me, that's what Christ's birthday is about. To me, as much as anything, it's about that. It's about the fact that if you have faith, you can move mountains. And he was the great example of that. And of course, my point to you, maybe distinct from many, is, is that to really get that, you have to train the body. 
I think being Christian from the neck up is a loser. Because there's only so much you can do. I'll say it cliche-ish. God gave you a body to connect to what we call faith. And modern man is just by definition absolutely void of this. I mean, it is hard. And you're seeing examples of it. Now for the Omicron, amidst the celebration of Christ's birthday, you got people running around in masks. I went to stores yesterday and people are telling me I got to put on a mask for something that's weaker than the flu. Whatever happened to this concept that there was something in the body that could provide you with what you needed under the protection of the Lord. So when I celebrate Christmas, I'm celebrating that we're in his image. And that's why I celebrate his birthday. It's one of the big drivers on it. So what did I do today? Well, one way I celebrate it is I got these headphones. They're expensive. They're waterproof. And I can program whatever music I want into the headphones. So I went out into the rain and into the ocean this morning. No one was there. I mean, you can just imagine. It's Christmas morning and it's raining and no one's there. No one will even go in the water. So I went somewhere in this little alcove in the water with the headphones on. And I listened to this. I just want you to use your imagination there. You're out in 58-degree water in the pouring rain with a headphone strapped to your head that's waterproofed. And while the gulls and the waves and the rain, and I was praying for that rainbow, and your whole body's pulsing to the ocean and to the music, Do you know the rush you can get off that? Do you know the benefit that gives to your health? I mean, I do shows on that. That's not the point of this show. But for me, if I want to feel God, it's got to be connected into something where you can feel God. And if you just use your imagination... And simulate that in whatever version you want. That was my version this morning. It's a whole different way of being. And I think the life of Christ reflects that. Because he was a very paranormal guy, as we all know. And we are in his image if we have faith. 
In other words, we can move mountains if we have faith. I just don't see how you can disconnect the body from that. So what was it? 2,021 years ago, these magi, whatever they were, shepherds, magi, wise men, saw something in the sky and knew it was going down. Now, my understanding, to the extent that I have understanding, is that Jesus was born vaginally. He was born natural birth, mystically, but nonetheless born like people are born. And I'm into that. Today's show is about birth. It's about celebrating his birth. But birth in general is something to celebrate, wouldn't you agree, moms, dads? There's an art to birth. Today's show is about birthing a Superman. We don't get birth. The first mistake we're making with birth is cesareans. A cesarean is a defective birth. You don't want a cesarean, and today cesareans are done regularly. In certain countries, Thailand being one of them, over 85% of all births are cesarean, at least in the cities. There are OBGs of high, high reputation. I mean, the guy you go to that charges an arm and a leg to make sure it all goes good. And the majority of those guys are doing cesareans regularly. This is disgusting. So number one, grandma or mom, in that I think most of the people that listen to this show are not of birthing age, but you have kids and grandkids, and if they fit the mold, number one, get them to a birthing center. We have birthing centers down here in Orange County where you'll be given midwives and doulas who are connected for 1200 bucks, 1500 bucks. On top of a midwife and a doula, you can have an OBG on call just in case something goes crooked. And nobody does a cesarean. People that hook up with these centers in rare occasions do cesareans. A cesarean is a massive surgery. A cesarean messes you up. It leaves you with permanent scars that you have to do things you can't imagine. See me about that after the show. To fix. It destroys the hormonal system in a woman. It flips her lovely posture, her, her hips. She sprouts out like she's... It's not good. You lose bowel, bladder control. You just can't hold your urine the same way. Sex gets painful after cesareans. If you watch a C-sec being done, it is a major surgery, and we just do it routinely now and unnecessarily. So you want to birth a Superman, the first thing you do is hook up with a midwife center that'll just about guarantee you, unless it's really acutely threatening to the life of the baby or the mother, there ain't no C-sec coming down the pipe. And as far as these episiotomies are concerned, like we think there's going to be an issue and we're going to cut you 
to prevent a tear. That's stupid. And the reason that's stupid, and this is a regular practice with OBGs, like, if you birth a Superman, good luck, but if it half destroys the mother, what's the sense? I mean, what do you think we've produced with a nation of weasels running under rocks over viruses that aren't really dangerous? Our health practices show no faith. So, birth number one is supposed to be a celebration of the training that the woman endures a year or two before the birth. You get ready for the birth. And the love of the male supporting and making safe that two-year odyssey is part of what you're celebrating in the birth of your child. That is an act of faith. And whatever the Virgin Mary was up to, and Joseph, and Jesus, it was deep. And no doubt, it was marinated in the word faith. So let's just take it down from that ether and into the reality of it. Somebody was doing something every day right to birth Jesus as we celebrate his birth today. I don't see much of this happening today. I see unnecessary C-sections. I see nobody with doulas, nobody with midwives. Now let me move on. Number one, ladies, when you can't pump it out, when you can't push it out, when it gets stuck, when what should be a simple 20-minute birth ends up being 48 hours. Number one, that's birth trauma for the baby. That's birth trauma that that kid's going to have to work very hard in his life to eliminate. And maybe that's what God is asking that baby to do. You can look at it that way, but I don't look at it that way. I look at it as unnecessary. And what is that inability to push that kid out? That's low adrenaline. It's low adrenaline. You know, there were practices in the world on the farms and before the farms such that when a man met a woman, the woman would have to appear before the grandparent. And the grandparent, the female, was supposed to understand all what's been reduced to folk tales and nonsense, but what was in fact high wisdom. Keeping in mind, a hundred years ago, lots of women died at birth. Lots of kids died at birth. So years ago, when you hooked up and you wanted to birth, that prospective mother would present to the grandmas. Even before marriage, in courtship, and you had to get the thumbs up. And you know what they were doing? And I know this for a fact from studying. What those grandmothers would do is size up the woman for birth. And it was a very serious moment. And I want you to just stretch your industrial techno minds back to the days when I think people lived with a much deeper faith. I want you to imagine that and what was at stake because lots of women. The top five Causes of death in 1900, 1900, was pneumonia, diabetes, 
tuberculosis, and three and four, you know what they were? Infant mortality and maternal mortality. That means you died at birth, you or your mom. So this practice that sounds so distanced from the world today, imagine that. You meet your girlfriend, you want to get hooked up, have babies. And before it's given the thumbs up back in the days when parents had a say. Do parents have a say now or does the public school have the say or does the government have the say? Who is control of your child? Christians, think about that on this day. You wouldn't even have a Jesus birth if Gavin Newsom ran the province. Think about that. Think about the right of the state, the emerging state today, to tell you how to do what traditionally you did from the wisdom of your soul. Think about that. So understand that, that really the woman's hips, her build, the shape of those hips, you know the word, child bearing hips. If you don't have child-bearing hips, what are they? Those are the hips that are wider at those pelvic bones that stick out. Those moms tend to pop them out faster. The ones with the narrow waists that produce the more bulbous buttocks that we associate to the athletes. You see, the endomorphs with the wider pelvises are childbearing. The ones with the more narrow hips have a center of gravity such that the legs and arms can move with greater knee-jerk reaction. And they make better athletes. And the culture holds that build in a certain type of esteem. But in fact, those narrow-hipped women are the ones that usually get the cesareans, if not the episiotomies, because they know there's going to be issue there. So you see, all this was figured out. If your husband's six foot two with a big fat head, and you're five foot two with a narrow waist, good luck. This was all into the culture. You can read accounts of this. This is what the midwives and the doulas were doing in the whole tradition of it. So one in modern day, yes, you have to attach some significance to that, at least to know that if that woman is narrow-hipped and that husband is a good deal taller with a much bigger head, that woman's going to have to be very skilled. Now, very skilled at what? At relaxing her body. Here's number three. So the takeaways here on the hardcore, the takeaways. Number one, you got to have the adrenaline and everything that goes with it to pop that kid out. Number one, you have to know what the dynamic, the architecture of the female's hips are, especially in relationship to the husband. Number three, that woman's got to be what? In parasympathetic dominance. If she's stressed, if she's the anxious type, she's not going to dilate. She's definitely not going to relax. That kid's going to get stuck, thus the cesarean. Gestation is supposed to be bliss. Just told a woman the other month. She was an investment banker. You know, up 3 a.m., 
see what the stock exchange is doing on the East Coast. I told her husband, I said, that's it. No, no, there's no part-time work. Stop work. Get out of here. Stop work. Every worry you think you had, you have to have disappear now. And you, the big lunk, the father, you have to protect your baby and your wife. The next nine months to two years is nothing but protection and bliss. You just watch old movies and play Monopoly. Get sunshine. And you have to develop your cravings. Your cravings. Those cravings have to be respected. The female's cravings is the fetus saying, feed me exactly the way I need to be filled. So you got to respect the cravings. You got to have adrenaline. You have to be in parasympathetic repose. You have to have hips that can do the job. Would you mate a chihuahua with a St. Bernard? Would you have a St. Bernard impregnate a female chihuahua? Is that intelligent? Is that what we do? What do vets tell you? What do people that know dogs tell you? It doesn't work too good. Why don't people think this way? Why do we think we're so different? Now, moving on down the line, we got a new one, and it's only been the last 50 years for this one, radiation. You take your Gauss meter, your EMF meter, and you just Crispin's carol from house to house, and while you're singing, just take a little reading. The amount of radiation in homes today, apartment buildings, and then add to that people on the computer all day and the cell phone and that fetus is in there. Do you know what the first month is like down there? Do you have any idea? It is the bomb. You know those graphics in movies when they simulate what it looks like when you drop the atom bomb, that mushroom cloud, in a good way? That's what conception is like. I don't mean birth. I mean sperm meets egg. You got one cell, two cells, four cells, and then they just keep going. In that first month, everything is determined. Okay. Almost everything. You want that first month working for you. Now just get out that Gauss meter and go from house to house and sample the environment that most pregnant women in the cities are gestating in. It'll make you puke. Mothers impregnated gestating in their first month and they're on cell phones. Or they're resting the computer on their laps. I'm not kidding you. I am not kidding you. I saw some genius in Starbucks probably in her fifth month, so thank God the kid's a little more developed, with the computer on her belly. I'm not kidding you. And, of course, a mask on. You know, don't tell anybody, but I got this iPhone 13 Pro Max. I got this camera on it. I mean, this is the thing, man. Buy all those up. I think they're going to take that camera away. That camera is dangerous, man. It's unbelievable what you can do with it. You know, I use it for nature. The stuff you can take now. Who can walk around with a regular camera? 
You got that iPhone, you just whip it out, dilate the image, zoom it, and snap. You don't lose pixels, man. It's incredible. So you kick back and you look and you observe people. And wow, that's a true story, man, just the other week. Pregnant with a computer on the belly. Do you know what that's doing to the fetus? God forbid that things developing in the first, second, and third week. So what do I tell you to do if you can do it? If you can do it. If you can do it, do it. You want a Superman for a baby? Get out of town. Go up the coast, live in a yurt for the first three months. Plan that, kid, if you can. That's a whole other story, planning a child. If you can plan that kid, get out of town, far away from any cell phone towers or anything. Sleep on the earth every single night. Make sure that the only radiation that touches that kid is God's radiation. You know, wherever Jesus was born, but let's assume it was Bethlehem, some of you have been there, right? Yes, you have. You tell me all about it, your trip to Israel. Well, guess what? Everyone comes back and says they felt it. Of course they felt it because Jesus was birthed in a place with the stars aligned such that the magnetic fields of the earth in conjunction with the sky could produce something that prodigious. And we are in his image, so ladies, take a hint. Now, there's five big things to birth a Superman that you've learned from me on Christmas Day. I'd say you're off to a good start. Merry Christmas. Okay, that's a wrap. Don't forget to get to Dr. Medici's website at drmedici.com to look at the pictures and review the show as often as you wish. See you next week.